This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me welcome. He is the star of Station 19. He is also an amazing, well, he's starred in so many things, but he's doing some things in the streets, and he inspired me, so I'm going to tell him thank you. But let me welcome him first, the one and only Boris Kojo. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Somewhere in the world, you must be on German time. That's right. Yes. <laughs> How are you? Always in German time. Yep. I appreciate you. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, we're back at work. Um, thanks to ABC and Disney and and these rigorous safety measures, uh, safety protocols that we are observing. We're back at work shooting season four of uh, Station 19, which is exciting. Um, you know, masks, face shields, um, social distancing, all the stuff that keeps us healthy, all the stuff <gasps> that the former govern- government, the former president told us was not important. Uh-uh. And well, I'm here to current. tell you it is important. How, it's still current, first of all. And how inspired? Yeah. How Okay. Well, listen, uh, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. Boris Kojo, last time you were here, before we get into politics and Station 19 and everything else, um, last time you were here, you talked to me about Africa and I did mm-hmm. not have Africa on my list of to do places to go. You know, I That's was really doubling. Yeah, no, you and you, we had this conversation and after I thought about it, mm-hmm. I actually went and spent Christmas, my whole entire Christmas holiday in Ghana in Accra. I stayed in a, a beautiful uh, condo complex. I didn't do the tourist thing. I hung out with some people who are from there and I was like, Boris Kojo, thank you for the inspiration. And I think everybody should hit the motherland, several countries, because they're not all the same. It's a huge continent. But now we have this movement in this country among some black people who want to just make our existence here on this earth very tiny and just want us, you know, and I get the reparations argument. But the notion that we're not all black anywhere we are in the world is to me really silly. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I haven't heard that. Um, so I'm I'm surprised to hear that. Uh, you say black people want to make us myopic. Like, yeah, there's wanna... a there's a movement to you know if you're not from America, you're not legitimately black, and it's like you know Kamala Harris is not black because her mother's Indian, and this person's not black because they're not descendants of African enslaved people. For the purpose of reparations, I get that argument. But for the purpose of power and unity, it makes no sense for me not to look at a black person in Brazil, a black person on the continent, a black person in the Caribbean, Central South America, and not see them as one, not see us as one. Well, it just seems really silly. One, one is an agenda. The other is an identity. It's two different things. And uh, I think it is erroneous to say that because we live in the United States, uh, we have some kind of um, precedent or superiority compared to other um, members of the diaspora. Bottom line is we're all African. We're all descendants of African people. Uh, whether we live on a continent or not, we that makes us African. Now, if you want to call us Afro-Germans or African-Americans, that's another discussion. But we're all descendants of African people. And that's what connects us. And that's what connects us in our, in, in, in our identity, that connects us in our culture, that connects us in our, uh, 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 in our um, mentality to a certain point. 
So uh, I think it's very short-minded to say that. Um, and, you know, you just made the trip home and you understand how connected we are indeed. And, and I think it's important that we keep building that bridge because part of colonization, uh, that strategy, which is also part of systemic racism is to keep us separate, is to, um, to, to, to invest in, in uh, divisiveness. And we have to reconnect, we have to galvanize uh, uh, members of the diaspora and, and realize and step into our power uh, as a collective. We have 1.3 billion people on the continent and over 400 million people living outside Africa. Huge, gigantic number. And we have to reclaim that strength in numbers. We have to reclaim that power and, and we have to control our own economic agenda. We have to, we have to control our narrative. We have to change the lies that have been told about the continent for generations. And we have to reinvest in ourselves, each other and the continent. And we can only do that if we create synergies and, and collaborate and not by telling stupid lies like that. How did you get radicalized? <laughs> I use that because it's there's funny. nothing there's nothing yeah. radical about about this at all. It's just stepping into uh, our identity and and reclaiming what's been taken from us. You know, we we were deprived of our rights. We were deprived of our culture, our 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 religious customs, our language. And all I'm saying is let's let's reclaim it. Let's take it back because it's ours. I, we talk about this often on these airwaves. And again, I'm going to ask you. You know. <laughs> So many of us are now, you know, me squeezing through that doorway of no return. And I had to squeeze in and hunch down because I'm 5'10". I can imagine you at 6'3 or 4 having to be in that place where you can still smell the carnage, where you can still imagine, you know, to go through that place out into that ocean that you may have never seen before to never come back. Mm -hmm. But to come back through this body, you know, was powerful. And I think right. about, you know, how many people will never see that, but they need to, right? You have taken many trips and and hosted many trips of people to go back to the continent, many different countries there. Why why did you take up this as as it's almost a crusade and I love it? It's a pilgrimage. And I think that uh once you step foot on the continent, no matter which country it is, you understand on a visceral level what it means to reconnect with the ancestry and what it means to be empowered by, um, by that culture, by your culture and by your identity. Uh, I think it's very important. A lot of issues that we're dealing with here in, in the United States are directly related with us losing our identity. Um, you know, post-traumatic slave syndrome is real. So I think, I think it's important to reconnect with our ancestry and understand that we share an identity and a culture and to be empowered by that notion and for us to change a narrative and uh, to understand how vibrant our culture is and how strong we are as a collective and, um, and to, to re-infuse our self-image with, with that strength and positivity and encouragement and, and empowerment and use that uh, wherever we are. Um, look at the elections. It's a great example of us galvanizing and, and creating synergies and collaborating for the greater good. Uh, black people won this election, no doubt about it. Whether you look to Atlanta or Philadelphia or Detroit or where, wherever you look, it's black people who won this election in great numbers. So 
we have to finally understand our, our strength individually and collectively. Why do you think uh, colonizers came to the continent in the first place? You know, to exploit our resources, to exploit our culture, to, 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 and then to marginalize us because they wanted to take advantage of something that was great in value. So we have to finally understand our own value and we have to take advantage of uh, these numbers that we have uh, as a collective and wanna, create and synergize. Go ahead. No, I just, I wanted to, to get to the election because I, you know, I want to, you know, as I sit and I, I look at 71 plus million Americans who voted for Donald J. Trump, who basically said the way he governed the last four years was okay. Um, who looked at the numbers of 230,000 Americans dead, millions and millions of cases of COVID-19, and they were like, I think he did a great job. I don't think we should wear masks. I think this is a hoax. I think that he's great for this country. That's half the electorate. And this was a record turnout for both candidates. Mm -hmm. How do you suss that out, Boris Kojo? You know, I think that this country did an amazing job creating a structure and a system that undereducates and underinforms people so that uh, they're easily manipulated and they feed off of propaganda. And I think that especially disenfranchised people, especially people who suffer from poverty and who suffer from being marginalized, um, uh, white people and black people, um, are easily sway to believe something that um, that seems or appears as an immediate sort of shot in the arm, immediate help. Um, there's a lot of frustration that has been built for years and years and years. There's people who, who don't have jobs. There's people who, who struggle to put, put food on the table. There's people who can't get an education to help themselves and help their families. And that breeds a lot of frustration. So when you infuse that kind of frustration and anger, um, um, understandable anger and frustration with these sort of key words um, that are fearful and that incite um, uh, divisiveness and hatred. Uh, people cling onto that um, for salvation because they've been living in fight or flight mode and survival mode for so long. And he was a master at taking advantage of those people and taking advantage of that situation. I mean, if you look at blue collar workers across the country, whether they're uh, working in, in, in factories or on farms, his policies do not serve them. His policies actually hurt them, but yet they voted for him. And that tells you how easily manipulated people are when they're uh, cornered and when they're put in a position where they don't have a lot of choices. And I think that's exactly what happened. And I think through, through you know, information and education, through dialogue, through um, empathy, compassion, and sort of you know, crossing the aisle and making sure that, that, that uh, we um, engage in dialogue and, 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 and that can be solved. Um, but right now it's a, it's a severely divided country with a lot of issues that are um, that have reared is that has reared its ugly head, and I'm not just talking about the health pandemic. I'm talking about the economic pandemic. I'm talking about social justice and, and systemic racism pandemic. Those are all pandemics that we're we're dealing with right now. 
which is why we have to come together and there's strength in numbers. You know, I've been touting on this show and I want to thank you again, Boris Kojo for being here. And I can't wait for the crossover event with Grey's Anatomy, longest running drama on television in station 19, November 12th in a couple of days. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am definitely there. Um, you, when you were here last, your, your wife, your beautiful wife had launched a business. You guys have launched a business. And for me, we have a wellness Wednesday where we encourage people to work out to, to get their health together. And okay. this actually is great, especially for black women who don't want to get their hair messed up uh, to work out. Now you're doing something with the company. It's called Gym Wrap. So tell us about Gym Wrap and tell us what you're doing with the masks uh, and the giveaways. Well, you know, Nicole's been producing the Gym Wrap for years and years. And it's, it's the best product on the market. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, we realized that we could pivot and, and manufacture masks. So she started manufacturing these colorful, usable, soft uh, masks that everybody in the family can wear to protect themselves and others. Uh, and what we did is we launched the Help Our Heroes initiative. Um, and with the help of all of our fans and followers, we've been able to, to give away over $500,000 worth of masks to first responders and essential workers to support them and to show them how grateful we are for their work and that they're putting their lives in line every single week, um, every single day to protect us. Um, and that's something that Nicole came up with and, and we sort of jumped on it. And, and uh, I'm glad that we did because we, we were able to help a lot of people. Nicole Ari Parker, Kojo, uh, who's amazing. Last uh, scene in Empire where she was amazing for me. Um, just uh, incredible. You think about gym wrap, uh, again, moisture wicks away the moisture from your, your edges, ladies, you know, because when, you know, you know, uh, you have the patent, patented tri-layer design, Evaprotec, you got the custom fit tie, black owned, woman owned, machine washable. Right. You even put them up against all the other ones. I'm not going to say their names. And y'all's come out ahead of everything, gymwrap.com, the gymwrap, G-Y-M rap.com. I'm, you know, excited about what you're doing, but I'm also proud that there are, you know, businesses that you, and you're doing something else too. So tell us a little bit about what else you're doing during this pandemic. Cause I think a lot of things got birthed out of this horror period of time that we're in 2020. Some people are really struggling, but some people are thriving and are seeing possibilities because they were able to sit still. So what else came out of this you know, for you? I think the pandemic has taught us perspective and it has taught us um, gratitude and it's taught us to prioritize, you know, family especially. Um, yeah, we've 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 done a bunch of things with the gym app, and and we started CoFit, which is a, a a workout app that my brother Patrick and I came up with, and um, he's a certified um, trainer and nutritionist and life coach, and his wife is a is a um, breath instructor as well as a yoga instructor, so. We wanted to give simple and effective tips to people about uh, working out, about nutrition, and about mindfulness. And in this time, it's especially important to keep your body, your mind, and your spirit together. Um, and there's a lot of myths out there about working out and about nutrition. People believe in all kinds of different diets and stuff. And uh, we don't believe in anything that's not sustainable. Because if you want to make a real change in your life, you got to introduce some healthy habits into your life. And so we start with five minutes a day, working out for five minutes. That's it. And if you string seven, eight, nine, ten days together, you're starting to change your patterns. 
And it's the same with, with eating, right? We, we approach food with moderation. I don't tell you to stop eating ice cream if you love ice cream because it's not sustainable, right? So um, check it out. It's, it's an app that you can get uh, on, on, um, uh, on any of your, of your phones. You can go and just download it. It's called K-O-F-I-T, COFIT. And we're just trying to help people uh, introduce some healthy habits into their lives. All right, give me five minutes. What can you do in five minutes, Boris Kojo, uh, workout-wise? Working out? In yeah. five minutes, you can, you can take four different exercises, whether it's squats, uh, jumping jacks, push-ups, or, or sit-ups. And you do them 20 seconds each, and you do three rounds, and that's five minutes. And that elevates your, your, your heart rate. It, it uh, increases your metabolism. It helps you burn fat after you work out. And it also, um, it releases hormones in your body that like serotonin, that's a happiness hormone, for instance, that helps you uh, turn your workout into a boost for your entire day, whether it's relationships, your work performance, it has a positive impact on your day, even if it's just five minutes. And when you do that every single day, again, you're creating a habit that will serve you well in being you know, healthier, happier, and stronger. So I'm going to download yet another app. I'm going to do that as soon as we get off this, <laughs> because I think, you know, you're right. Everything's about a habit and I'm in the habit of watching you on channel, channel seven here, but it's ABC. Um, yeah. And shout out to Disney for creating, because I think the NBA actually helped y'all with figuring out how to manage during COVID that they were able to do a whole NBA championship season. Shout out to the Lakers and LeBron and them uh, yeah. in this in this bubble that I'm sure, you know, you get to go home though. Uh, what I'm sensing is you get to go home, but you now mm -hmm. have to be tested every day, every other day. We get tested every other day and we have to wear masks and face shields on the set. Um, the, the set is divided into pods of 20 people. So you cannot leave your pod, you have wristband and you stay in your pod with those 20 people. So if somebody were God forbid to be positive, we could trace it back to those 20 people. We don't have to shut, shoot, um, shut down the whole entire set. Um, it's worked so far, knock on wood, and, but you're right. You have to take that mentality back home. You can't be safe on set and then go home and have a party with your neighbors, right? You have to be safe all the way around. It's a collective effort. But again, it's easy. Mask, <laughs> wash your hands, stay away from crowds, and we can get uh, this under control. I agree. All right. S Station 19 on the 12th, two days from now. Any surprises? A lot of surprises. Yeah, because your character has, you know, oh. you haven't been on drugs. You know, you know, you have been through some stuff. Drugs and the chronic pain syndrome. And he got married and she lost her father. And there's so much drama going on. There's so many surprises. And then we live in a COVID world, right? So don't forget that. And, I, and I'm proud of Crystal Vernoff and Shonda and everybody else who said, you know what? We have to tell the truth. And the truth is we live in a COVID world. We live in a world of systemic racism. And those are all things that we're, we're, um, we're addressing in the show. Okay, Station 19, I see you. I see you. Boris Kojo, let me thank you again. Um, you literally changed my life coming in here as, as a champion for Africa and, and all of the things that you're doing and gym rap and co-fit. And I love you. Please come back. Come back with Nicole, too. Next time. Okay. We'll do. All right.